0: Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and this is not the episode I wished it would have been. See, this is supposed to be Madman Part 3, in which I talk about the comic book Madman by Mike Allred, but it is now currently Wednesday night. I have sat out here and did the entire episode and realized that I did not record one second of it. And frankly, I'm a little tired. My voice is not what it was an hour ago. I'm a little angry. I'm very tired. I'm sleepy. And so instead, I'm going to give you for episode 99, one of the old episodes of the Stephen or else podcast, which you can't get anywhere except for on the everything or else feed. Now, I don't know which one I'm going to give you at this point because I didn't look into it at all. I hadn't planned on this. But life has been a bit crazy as of lately. And so I also want to go ahead and just announce that with episode number 100, actually, with this episode here, I'm going to start, I'm going to take the 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 podcast to uh, one episode a week. That's what I need to do right now with everything that's going on in the world. I don't have time to do two times a week. So episode number 100 will come to you on Thursday. And then I guess Madman Part 3 will be episode 101. And you'll get it. The following Thursday. So this Thursday, as you're listening now, you've got episode 99. You'll get an episode. The next episode won't be for another week. I don't know what this one's about. I'm not going to come back and wrap it up afterwards. I'm just going to play the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you back in a week for episode number 100. Here you go. Hi, can I help you? Yes, uh, I'll take um, one sausage biscuit. One sausage biscuit with egg. And a medium coffee with eight creams and eight sugars. Okay. That's it? 620. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stephen or Else podcast, the most important podcast in all of human history. I'm your host, Stephen, and this week I'm begging for money. Because this week... I'm showcasing my other podcast, which is called My Other Podcast. And it's a show that releases up to twice a week, though some weeks you only get one episode. And it is, uh, in most cases, a show that is only available to my patrons over on the Patreon. So, yeah, I'm begging for money, just, you know, really without all the begging. Because I'm not, I'm not, don't worry, I'm not really begging for money. This isn't going to be a telethon on uh, NPR, This isn't going to be anything like that. I'm just showcasing something that you can get, you know, additional content from me each and every week for as little as a dollar a month. After that, it's totally up to you. So my other podcast, there are three rules with this podcast. Rule number one, the episodes are short. They're about 15 to 20 minutes each. Rule number two, I do my best not to prepare. I record these episodes in my car while I'm at break at the second job and most of the time I just, I get in the car, I hit record and I start talking. I sometimes have an idea of what I want to talk about. Maybe during the first break at work, I read a comic book and then during the second break, I record my thoughts on it. Or maybe I want to talk about a TV show or whatever. The, the, the unspoken rule is though, is that I don't really do any preparation And while it's unspoken, I speak about it often. Uh, And then rule number three, the show does not have to be about comics. And a lot of times, it's not. Another thing you should know about my other podcast, before we just jump in, because I do have three episodes here to showcase for you, it's that I have probably the worst cold openings of any other podcast. My other podcast has terrible cold openings. And I used to start each one with just the date and time and then, bam, right, right into the intro music. I actually tried to be a little clever at first, I would say. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not listening to the Stephen or else podcast. This is my other podcast. And then the intro music would come in. And then I started doing, uh, it's Thursday, uh, September the 29th. It's 9 p.m. and it's 32 degrees outside. And then the intro music would come in. But, uh, one day I had this joke in my head. It was, uh, it was a joke that my dad told me. And then I told it to my son. And it's a, so basically it's a dad joke that's been passed down through the generations. So here it is. What's invisible and smells like worms? What's invisible and smells like worms? Bird farts. So yeah, it makes you want to punch something, right? Well, I had that joke in my head and I thought I would open up an episode with it. And since then, I've tried my best to scour the universe for just horrible jokes and puns to use to open up the episodes. I don't always get the chance. Sometimes I'll get out to my car and I haven't, I don't have anything in mind. I haven't found anything. Uh, and so I just, you know, do whatever. Uh, but basically, um, I just try to have a lot of fun. I even once recorded myself ordering breakfast at a drive through as the opening to one of the episodes. And in fact, you heard it as the opening to this episode. So yeah, basically I just try to have a lot of fun with my other podcasts. Some of the episodes are a bit informative. I do use those episodes to give the patrons a little behind the scenes. I talk about what's going, what's coming up. With the Stephen R. podcast, I talk about things I'm working on, some books I might be talking about. I throw ideas out there for folks to give me feedback on. And each month I've been trying to do a state of the podcast address to just talk about how the show's doing. Stats, how many listeners we got, that kind of stuff. But mainly, like I said, I just try to have a lot of fun. So how about we just listen to some of the episodes? So I had a little money left over from Christmas. You know, the in-laws give you money, parents give you money. It's an easy gift for one adult to give another adult, right? So I took, uh, scraped up some that I had left over, and I went out and bought a thesaurus. And turns out it was like the worst thesaurus in the world because it was terrible. And on top of that, it was terrible. How do, folks? My name's Steven, and this is my other podcast. Thank you for joining me here on this Friday or Saturday or freaking whatever day of the week it is that you happen to be listening to me just talk about stupid, moronic subjects. Actually, they're not always stupid. I don't know. I mean, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna follow that path. I'm not going down that road. So I'm almost done. I'm almost done with the Conan book, the Kurt Busick, um, Frost Giant's Daughter and Other Stories, the first volume of the Kurt Busick, Carrie Nord, Conan. And it is so much fun. And I'm so looking forward to getting that episode recorded. Looking forward to just, man, I'm just going to vomit joy over this book. It's going to be difficult to talk about only because a lot of the names of some of the characters and the gods, I'm not quite 100% sure how to pronounce. So I'm just not gonna, I'm just going to say, I'm going to use their God or that one lady. That's, you know, that's just the way I'm going to have to do things because I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of this stuff, but man, it was a good book so far, so far. I'm almost done. I can't imagine these last 12 pages just being horrible and ruining the entire book for me. But things have happened in the past. You know what I'm saying? Stuff has happened. So by now, I have released the first special episode of the Stephen or else podcast which is the NerdQuest episode one. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, I think we're going to keep doing those each month. Special NerdQuest episode. Rather than try to fit it in as a segment in, an, in, in a regular episode, it's going to be its own thing. And, of course, if you know me the way you know me, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that anytime I do anything different, In the show, anytime I skew in any way, my mind starts just pummeling itself. Am I doing the right thing? Should I release this as its own episode? Should it be part of a regular episode? Now I'm going to have, now I have 20 episodes out there. Uh, but only 19 of them are numbered one through 19, and this one's numbered as number one. That's gonna freaking confuse. Me. What am I gonna do? That's freaking weird. How am I gonna sleep at night? Which then also leads to: should I do more bonus episodes? You know, I really want to do more bonus stuff. How about these old books I've been reading, like Kitty Pride and Wolverine, and uh now I'm gonna do Alpha Flight? Should those be their own thing? You know what? All the books you read are old, you idiot. You're not reading new books. You can't afford to buy stuff. No, I can't afford to buy stuff because I'm a low rent fanboy. Should I call? Should I have called the epi- the freaking podcast low rent fanboy? I probably should have called the the freaking podcast low rent fanboy. That would have made much more sense than the Stephen or podcast. Why am I even doing this? Why do I no longer have any hair on my head? Why is it all in my fists? Welcome to my world. So yeah, that's what I've been going through up in the old. Headspace, the old melon there atop my head. There's some weird sounds going on out there around me and I don't know what they are. I think there's some folks across the street at the West Lakes hardware out in the parking lot just being loud because that's what people do. They go and they buy hardware and then they shout in the parking lot, you know, got a hammer. Got some nails for this hammer. I wonder what kind of nails these are. These aren't nails, these are screws. You should have got a screwdriver, you big dummy. I don't know. I couldn't hear what they were saying. All I heard was hammer. <makes noise> Maybe that's all they were doing for all you know. <laughs> Maybe they were just over there going <makes noise> boop. That would have been pretty awesome. That would have been pretty awesome. So I'm uh sitting in a different area of the parking lot, which is uh why I'm hearing weird things. Because I'm used to facing a different direction. I'm facing west. I'm used to facing north when I record. And it's got me a little on edge, frankly. I'm not a big fan of facing west. Though I, I do tend to face kind of west at the day job more Southwest, uh, you know, looking over there towards New Mexico, I suppose, you know, I should, I should, as I'm sitting at my desk tomorrow, I should just go, what's up, New Mexico? How's things? What's the weather like over there? I don't know. It's, you know, it's not cold over here, but it's not warm. It's certainly not January weather. It's January. That's pretty weird. So can a man stretch out an episode for 15 minutes talking about absolutely nothing? Challenge accepted. It's been kind of busy tonight and yet kind of slow. That's what's going on. It's the weather's not quite cold, not quite warm, not quite the, 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 the work has been not quite slow yet not quite busy had a chicken sandwich. Okay, so let me tell you about Sonic. All right. Every once in a while we got a Sonic just down the road here from the old night job. And every once in a while I say, I'm going to go get something at Sonic. And then there's a little piece of uh logic that is like hanging down the back of my brain, just like this little sliver that flaps in the breeze and it's going, "Hey, uh, do you remember the last time you went to Sonic? Uh, they messed your stuff up. And before you went that last time, do you remember I told you, hey, remember the last time you went to Sonic? They messed your stuff up. You know what? You should probably stop going to Sonic because they're going to mess your stuff up. And then the rest of my brain's going, shut up. I want Sonic. I want a freaking chicken sandwich. And I don't want to go to Wendy's because then I got to cross road construction. You hear me, Mr. Logic Flap? Jam it. So I go to Sonic. I push the button and the buttons all go beep boop for some reason to just freaking make you pee your pants every time you push the button. And uh, all I wanted, I just, I just, all I wanted to do is ask a question. The question was very simple. What comes on your classic crispy chicken sandwich, okay? Hello, welcome to Sonic, how may I help you? Yeah, what comes on your classic crispy chicken sandwich? Excuse me? What comes on your classic crispy chicken sandwich? Okay, now this is followed by silence, all right? More silence, more silence, and then a little more silence. And then the menu that I'm looking at, because they now have these monitors that will show you, you know, you go into any drive through anymore and they're going to show you what you've ordered. So you can look at it and make sure that they heard you correctly. And up pops a chicken sandwich. And she says, will that be all for you? And I say, well, I just want to know what comes on the chicken sandwich. And she tells me. Um, lettuce, mayo, and two chicken tenders. And right away, I'm like, two chicken tenders? What the crap? And that's when I pay a little bit more attention to what there is on the menu. She didn't ring up a classic crispy chicken sandwich. She rung up a classic chicken tender sandwich. But you know what? It was about $2 cheaper. So I just kept the old mouth shut. And I said, well, hold the lettuce. Throw a little extra mayo on there, give me some small tots, and we're in business. And that's what they do. And I come back here to the parking lot to eat my sandwich, and it was very tasty. However, at one point, I could swear, I could swear I tasted tomato. There wasn't tomato on it, but I I tasted tomato. It was as if they had made the sandwich with tomato and then realized, oh, wait a minute. This chicken sandwich doesn't come with tomato. Not only did he not want tomato, it doesn't come with tomato in the first place. So let's take these tomatoes off. But it was only like one side of the sandwich. Like maybe they took the chicken tenders out of the fryer and threw one, so- one of them into a pile of tomatoes, like sliced tomatoes, and it just sat on its, on its edge, balanced precariously. Atop a stack of sliced tomatoes so that some of that tomato juice just like crept into that one edge of the of the 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 you know the the chicken tender. Or I had a mini stroke. I don't know. It could have gone either way, frankly. I mean I'm smiling, I look in the mirror and I smile, Hey, <laughs> look at that dandy guy. And I look pretty good. So if it was a mini stroke, it had no lasting effects. I think, frankly, that there was some freaking tomato juice on that bun or something. Maybe, maybe they, uh, dropped a tomato on the bun. I don't know. Stranger things have been known to happen. I started watching, uh, REL on Hulu. Uh, never heard of this show before. Not even sure what network it's on, now that I think about it. Um even though I know it tells me every time I watch an episode. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's got Sinbad in it. He plays uh, Rel's dad. It's, Rel is this dude who uh, his wife cheated on him, and then she left and took the kids, took them to Cleveland, and he lives in Chicago. And his brother's there. His brother just got out of jail for selling crack or meth or something like that. And their dad is played by Sinbad. And it's pretty good. So far, I'm uh, like three episodes in. I don't know how many episodes are out there. Uh, but I needed a sitcom to watch while I fell asleep. Because I prefer to fall asleep watching sitcoms. Because I don't get as sucked into those. And can tend, I can tend to just kind of ignore it and fall asleep. But then I go back and rewatch what I missed the next day. That is if I'm not uploading onto YouTube. And I finally got episodes eight and nine up on YouTube this week. And I was going to do another episode tonight, but I don't want to throw too many up there at a time. I know I'm very far behind because episode nine just went up on YouTube and yet episode 19, uh, just went up everywhere else. But I think if I can do, if I get two episodes put up there a week, then I can catch up eventually and I can start uploading to YouTube the same night that I put an episode out. Sound good? Sound all right? I still need something to do, though, for YouTube. I've been thinking about either just recording a special YouTube-only episode every now and then, you know, once a month or so that's maybe 10 to 20 minutes long, something like this, but it's on YouTube, but you can't see anything, just like my episodes. Um, But I also, I also, uh, I mentioned a while back that I want to, uh, I need to take the car to the car wash, folks. And I'm waiting for y'all before I do that because I want to get the experience of going through this automatic car wash on video. Is it even called video anymore? I think it is. It's not videotape. It's just video. Digital video. Video. And I, so I want to get it on video, you know, looking through the windshield, but I want to have, you know, I want, I don't know how long it takes to go through one of these automatic car washes. Cause frankly, the last time I did it, I, I didn't have a stopwatch, but I feel like there's something I should try to say, recite something before the uh, car wash is over, you know, Can Steven give the Gettysburg Address before the car wash ends? I have no idea how long the Gettysburg Address is, but I have to imagine it's longer than your average jaunt through a car wash. What can Steven do during the car wash? Because I have to imagine the car wash is maybe two minutes, if that, minute and a half max, I don't know. Give me some ideas. Because I'm not going to wash my car until I have an idea. So if my car just turns into a giant mud ball, it's your fault, folks. That's right. I am lacing. I am lacing. I'm lacing the blame. I am placing the blame directly at your feet. People who support me, both monetarily and... And with encouragement Which don't think I don't appreciate Cause I do I really really do Alright so we're coming up past 15 minutes Probably I don't know I'm sure there's stuff I'm gonna have to edit out Eventually Uh, Long pauses I like to clear my throat sometimes Uh, And so after that stuff's edited out It may still be 15 minutes or so I don't know but I don't have anything else to say except this, which is we are at an end. So I am going to go. See you at another time, except I won't see you because this is audio. Oh, my gosh. Get off my back. So if you were to ask me a week ago, Steven, what is your most favorite single issue, comic book issue of all time? I would have told you Uncanny X-Men 205, May 1986, greatest single issue of all time. Now, just in the last couple days, I reread Uncanny X-Men number 205, first time I've read it in probably 20, 25 years. So now, today, if you were to ask me, Steven, what is your most favorite single comic book issue of all time? Well, now I'd have to tell you, Uncanny X-Men number 205, May 1986. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. I'm Steven and I'm your host. Darn it. I'm your host. Get used to it. So, I want to talk comics in this episode if y'all don't mind. I'm sure you don't. Uh, But here's the thing you know, the kind of unwritten rule when it comes to My Other Podcast is that I don't really take notes. In probably 98% of the time, I sit down, I hit, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out, uh, to break at the night job, get in the car. That's why you hear cars zipping by every once in a while. I get in the car. I have kind of an idea what I want to talk about. I hit record and I just start talking. But if I'm going to talk about certain comics, I figure I should at least write the titles down and Maybe who, some of the people who, who helped make them. Uh, because honestly, one of them that I was going to talk about, I just read today, couldn't remember the name of it. Couldn't remember it. That does not, uh, factor into how I felt about the book in any way, but I couldn't remember the name of it at all, much less the dude who wrote it and drew it and all that stuff. So just recently, I, uh, became a member of Comixology Unlimited. I'm using six dollars that you all from, from what y'all give me each month. Taking six of that, doing Comixology Unlimited. I had done a trial offer, you know, I'd done the trial offer of Comixology Unlimited. I don't know, a month ago. And I, I was expecting something different. I was expecting, like, to be able to access new issues of stuff, and that wasn't necessarily, necessarily the case. Um, so I walked away. I said, you know what? To heck with this crap. I'm walking away. And I threw my phone in the ditch, and I walked away, and then I turned around, and I picked up my phone, and I brushed it off, because it's a company phone. I didn't pay for it. I'd have to, if I just chucked it in a ditch and walked away. So uh, recently, however, I think I mentioned um, with some Christmas money, I bought uh, some trades off of Comixology uh, using a very great sale. And so I've been checking out the site every once in a while, looking for new sales and uh, grabbing some stuff here and there. And I started to realize, you know what, if I, I I was just, I was kind of noticing some of the stuff that they had through Unlimited, and they've got a lot of trades that are available through Unlimited. They've got some issues, single issues here and there. Uh, but mostly I started being really interested in the trades because in the end, uh, when it comes to the Stephen or else podcast, really what I've been talking about recently are trades, you know, trade paperbacks, collections. And that's just what I'm going to do going forward because that's what I can afford. Right. I am not going to start collecting comics again. It's just not going to happen. So. I went ahead and bit the bullet because I said, you know, if I can if I can still read these trades and if there are certain ones I want to just go ahead and own, I can get 15 percent off at the same time then I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So I went in and I started grabbing stuff and I actually have mapped out uh, what I'm going to read and all the episodes that I'm going to do through February and March. Of course, we know March is Superman month. Um, and I may publish that schedule on the Patreon. I haven't decided because who knows if I'm actually going to stick to it. I may decide one one week. I don't feel like reading this book. I feel like reading this other book. Anyway, as I'm looking around, I'm finding some some various single issues, and I thought I would go ahead and read them. One of them was X-Men number 205. It's actually not in Unlimited, but I remember loving it so much that I bought it. And read it and still, I'm still in love with this book. I am still in awe of this one single issue. If you have not read Uncanny X-Men 205, you need to. If you are a comic book creator and you have not read Uncanny X-Men number 205, you, it, that should be required reading. That should, if you're a creator of comics, there, I'm sure there are certain books that a class you know, a teacher, someone who's teaching would say, you need to study these, these comics, um, for examples of various types of storytelling. Well, X-Men number 205, in this fella's opinion, should be one of them. It's a very simple story. And, um, it was actually done by Barry Windsor Smith. Chris Claremont is credited as the scripter. And so what that, the way I, I don't, you know, I have nothing to back this up. But it's, show, it says, uh, that the story is by Barry Windsor Smith, the pencils, the inks, the colors, all Barry Windsor Smith, and then Chris Claremont as the scripter. So I feel in my gut that this book was done in the old Marvel fashion where Barry Windsor Smith just did it. He just did it. He had this idea. He wrote it all. You know, he drew it all out, drew all the panels, drew all the pages, made notes on what was going on and maybe what, uh, you know, notes for Chris Claremont, who then went in and added the words. That's what I think happened. But it's a very simple story. Lady Deathstrike and three of the Reavers who have gone to Spiral's body shop to have their um bodies remade. Using bionics and cybernetics and whatnot to become more powerful, uh, and dangerous, unnatural killers, uh, specifically to hunt down and kill Wolverine. So those are your bad guys. That's their motivation. They, Wolverine has at some point in these four characters' pasts, has wronged them somehow and they all want him dead. So Lady Deathstrike gets the three Reavers. they all get hooked up with some with some cybernetic uh, mumbo jumbo and they go after him. Well, the book actually opens up after you get that little like two pages of the four of them in spiral and this is what she did to them and Lady Deathstrike's fingers grow really long and turn into claws and all this stuff. Then you get into the story, and it actually opens up in New York City during a blizzard, and the character of Katie Power from the Power Pack, the youngest member of the Power Pack, is there in New York with her class singing carols because it's around Christmas time. And there's a blizzard going on, and suddenly shots ring out, and it's chaos, and bam, there's Wolverine standing in front of Katie Power, and he is wearing only one boot and his trunks and he is covered in his own blood. And this splash page, and it says wounded wolf at the top. That's the title of this, of this issue. It is so masterfully done. I just, there's no way for me to describe to you through a podcast, through an audio podcast, how beautiful this artwork is. Um, so Wolverine has been like mortally wounded by Lady Deathstrike. Now, yes, he can heal. He has a healing factor. But back then, he didn't just heal with any kind of rapidity. He didn't just, oh, she just disemboweled me. Uh, give me three minutes and I'll be good. All right. Just three minutes. No, it usually took him a bit. And so he is... He is wounded to the point that his brain has snapped over to, basically, he's an animal. He is a berserker, a berserker animal. He's growling and he is, he's, he's a wounded wolf. Um, he knows Katie Power. Katie Power knows him. She is deathly afraid, though. Well, the Reavers come up, bam, 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 bam shooting their guns at him and, he snat you know Wolverine snatches her up and runs off into the into the blizzard um she somehow i think she coaxes him into a into a taxi she somehow gets him into a taxi and she tells the taxi driver that it's her uncle he got mugged take him to a hospital anyway she ends up actually buying enough time that while he doesn't heal he heals just enough that his mind is starting to uh cl- you know the cloud is starting to re- dissolve from his mind he his, his his animal behavior is is lessening and he he starts to recognize her he starts to recognize who he is and uh they don't make it to the hospital the reavers come big action pack stuff in the end uh wolverine and katie go to a construction site they hide out on a construction site he has her hide with her eyes covered he goes back and he takes care of everybody. And, uh, you know, takes him out. And then he comes back and gets her. And then it's, it's over. It's a very simple story. Bad guys give, uh, Wolverine a, a, a mortal wound. He, he has to protect Katie. Katie has to protect him. He goes back. He takes them all out. Boom. Very simple. But what makes it great is Barry Windsor Smith. This book is freaking gorgeous. And the storytelling, it's just like I said, this needs to be used as a teaching tool. This is this one issue. Barry Windsor Smith has raised the bar and anyone who writes, draws, creates comics needs to use this issue as an example of masterful storytelling. You know, i I know there are a lot of classic books out there. I keep hearing all this crap about Alan. Moore's Swamp thing, and maybe one day I'll read it. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it is. Obviously, people wouldn't still be talking about it to this day if it wasn't. But this one issue for me, I would have been a freshman when that issue came out. 1986, okay? And it's still, to this day, after all the thousands of comics I have read since then, this book is still my single favorite issue. Of all time. Now, a couple other books I read. Um, I read a book called Sword of Ages. This is through IDW and it was, uh, written and illustrated by Gabriel Rodriguez. This has got a cover date of November 2017. So this is, for me, this is a pretty brand new book and I did enjoy it. It almost, um, they don't give you a lot of information in the first book, but they give you enough that I'm, I, I want to read the second and I feel like at least the first three or four are available through Unlimited. So I'm going to keep reading. But it's almost like the Arthur legend uh, on another planet. And you have this girl named Avalon who came from the stars. She, uh, uh, you know, on some sort of starship. She was raised by talking saber-toothed tigers. Um, but she also spent time with humans. And so she had all this training and they're, they're getting you ready for a certain thing. And they, they, the, this guy, this old dude who, who rides a big freaking futuristic motorcycle and a raven whose name I, you know, you know me. I don't remember any names. I remember hers. That's all that matters. Avalon. They take her to this place where there's this ceremony at a lake and there are, uh, three other dudes there that are also warriors. And so that's kind of where we end. We know that there's there's going to be some kind of ceremony at, at a lake. She's there to retrieve something, and uh, I'm going to assume it's it's the whole, you know, sword, um, lady of the lake, and the sword, the Excalibur stuff. I don't know. It's really interesting, and I'm 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 going to keep reading that. Uh, another single issue I read was Wonder Woman number one. Um, this is part of the DC Rebirth, so I don't know how old this one is, and honestly. This is one of the things that, that, uh, that I don't like about comic collecting at this point, because I haven't read any DC stuff in, in, in years. And so I'm looking back and it's like, okay, we've got new 52, we've got rebirth. Um, where should I start? Here's a, here's a wonder woman, number one, that says rebirth on it. Uh, but there's another wonder woman, number one that says rebirth and the set, the, the, description of each issue is different. So I'm entirely confused. Um, I got this one because it has like two, three, and four, I think, that are also available in Unlimited. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I should start, but I started with this one. It's written by Greg Rucka, uh, art by Liam Sharp, and it was a really good book. Uh, Wonder Woman is in Africa, and she's trying to find someone And she has, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. She's like, I'm, I, she's, she's trying to find someone. She knows where there are, where they are. She's talking to them the whole time. She's asking them to come out. Um, and in the meantime, um, Steve Trevor is some sort of special ops military dude with the beard, uh, and his team are also in Africa, um, helping, um, helping the people there from a, like a, like a rebel leader or a gorilla warrior or something. I don't know. And then you find out that the, the person that, uh, you think the whole time that she's looking for a God or goddess. That's what, that's, that's kind of the way it feels. But in the end, she's, she was actually looking for that cheetah woman who I think is just called cheetah. I don't know. And she's telling her, um, I can't find Themyscira. I need your help. And that's how it ends. So I'm definitely going to keep reading more of that as long as it's on there. But those are the three issues that I have read recently, and I wanted to talk about them. So, lucky you. You ever have one of those days where you can't think of anything, any kind of intro that you might want to do uh, to open up a podcast that you're recording in your car? Well, I'm having one of those days. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. My name is Steven, and I am sitting out in the car Talking to you about nothing and stuff. Um, I don't really have a lot to give you. Uh, We didn't have an episode on Wednesday. I did post about that on the Patreon. We were uh, dealing with some pretty foul weather temperature-wise. And uh, yeah, I just could not sit in a car and record. It was so freaking cold. But it's not that bad today. I mean, it's still pretty cold out today, but inside the car, it's not bad at all. With the sun a shining, but, uh, I'm recording this during the daytime. I think if it was, if the sun was down, it would be a little too cold in the car. So I'm recording this in the sunshine. There's still snow on the ground in spots. See, we had this big snowfall and then it warmed up enough that all, most of the snow melted away, except for what had been packed up by snow plows and whatnot. And then the polar vortex expanded. And we got into the negatives. Um, we're still in, at least we were in single digits this morning. Uh, no, it was, uh, I think we were in double digits this morning. It was about 10 degrees this morning. I think it's a little warmer now. And that's the weather coming to you from eastern Kansas. Um, been reading a lot of comics on Comixology. Uh, Unlimited. I just finished, um, oh, What did I just finish Oh, uh, okay. So I read this pretty awesome book uh, from Marvel Comics. You know, they did the um, Marvel 1602 series. Uh, I don't remember who wrote that. Uh, but it was Marvel characters uh, as if they were around in 1602. Well, this was Marvel uh, 1872. So Marvel characters in the Old West. And it was pretty good. They didn't do, you know, I think in, in it's been a long time since I've read 1602, but um, I seem to remember one of the thing they, they had these Marvel characters in 1602 and they still, um, they still had superpowers. So you still had a Spider-Man swinging around and I think there was a Hulk and whatnot. Well, they didn't really deal with a lot of the super powered characters in 1872. You had the town of Timely. Which is a great name uh, for a Western town, for a Marvel comic, uh, considering that Marvel Comics were at one time called Timely Comics. Um, the mayor of Timely was Wilson Fisk, put there by the governor, uh, Governor Roxon. You know, I really have a hard time. I can when I read that name, it's R O X X O N. I I always hear it in my head, and it sounds fine in my head, but when I say it out loud, I always want to be like. Rock on, you know, but rocks on. I got my rocks on. We're going to rocks on. Yahoo! You know, that's supposed to be my, me howling from the stage as a uh, heavy metal god. Uh, But, so the governor had put Wilson Fisk in charge of Timely. He's the mayor. And uh, the sheriff, uh, I think they called him a sheriff. He could have been the marshal. The law in town was Steve Rogers. There was uh, Tony Stark who was a drunk uh, an inventor who who had invented uh, weapons um and then when he would see like he had created the the stark repeating rifle, which was like the first it was like a portable Gatling gun and uh, when he saw it used when he saw the Union Army use it against the South, uh he decided not to do weapons anymore and instead, Drink a lot and become the town drunk. Um, there was a deputy Barnes who died at some point before the book started. The rumor had been that he was killed by bandits, but everybody knows, or at least Steve Rogers knows, that uh, Wilson Fisk and his men had Barnes killed. Barnes, his widow, uh, was there, Natasha Romanov, and then the character of Red Wolf. So, and then there were many more. We'll talk about the, min- the, the rest of them here in a minute. But, um, the point of the book is Red Wolf is crossing the desert. They call it the Valley of Doom. There used to be a river running through this desert. Um, but the, the, the Roxon had dammed the river. Uh, for use in the mining, I believe. And uh, so the water is no longer getting to Red Wolf and his people. And uh, so he crosses the Valley of Doom to blow up the dam. He is caught and he is taken to Timely to be hung, to be hanged. Sorry. Steve Rogers stops this from happening because he's the law and he upholds the law. He lives by the star and if someone is guilty of a crime, then they need to go through a trial. And if they are found guilty, then sure, he'll hang them. But there are there are laws, there are rules that have to be followed. Well, Wilson Fisk has, has had enough of um, Steve Rogers. So the governor sends some of his boys, uh, because Wilson, Mayor Fisk sends some men after Rogers to kill both him and Red Wolf Uh, Rogers uh, kills them instead and I don't some of their names I seem to be familiar the The judge in town is Judge Nelson Foggy Nelson and the guy who runs the paper is Ben Urich so Wilson Fisk sends these men to kill Rogers and Red Wolf they fail Roxon's not too happy about that so he sends his own men um his top gunslinger, Bullseye, and with him is Grizzly, Electra, and I don't quite recall who the other one was. Um. And they end up killing Steve Rogers. So Red Wolf escapes, and then he comes back with the badge to uh take vengeance upon Fisk and the men and, and Bullseye and all them for killing Rogers. He uh he got to really like Steve Rogers while he was in the man's jail. Um, Natasha Romanoff helps him. Bruce Banner lives in town. He deals with chemicals and he has created a certain kind of explosive using nitroglycerin and some other kind of chemical. So uh, Natasha Romanoff, who as, you know, who's a widow, I don't know if you put that together, She, uh, you find out that she used to be, you know, somewhat of a, a violent woman, uh, an assassin of some sort. Her and Bruce Banner go out to the dam to blow it up while Red Wolf goes into town to kill Fisk and Bullseye and all that. Um, well, Banner and Natasha are caught out at the dam by the guy who runs the place, uh, Simon Williams. I believe that's his name. Um, Wonder Man. He would be Wonder Man. And uh, he... He takes, he has a uh, Romanoff put into a room with these men to torture her. And then he is forcing Banner to drink this green nitroglycerin chemical mix. Uh, Natasha was not being tortured. She had killed everybody the moment that, that, uh, she was put in the room with those men and then, um, was faking her, her cries of distress. But Banner doesn't know this, and he's drinking this stuff, and he's done. And we think he's done, and he's going to die. Anyway, they blow up the dam. Red Wolf, uh, with the help of some of the women in town, one of which is Carol Danvers, he he takes everybody out, and uh, that's pretty much the story. It's 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 a a, first of all, it's a good western. It's a decent western that happens to have all these characters in it. But um, at one point, Tony Stark. Uh, upset over the death of Steve Rogers he goes back to his his shop and he starts he starts inventing again he starts creating stuff and he creates uh, a suit of armor very you know steampunky Iron Man with Gatling guns on it and so that's really the biggest as far as superpowers go that's the biggest thing you see Uh, but there is a point at the end of the book where everybody has assumed that Bruce Banner has died but you see these big footsteps uh, in the desert, these big footprints, and they're filled with this green liquid. And they're ba- basically, you know, you know, they're the Hulk. It's the Hulk's footprints. A spider crawls through the, the green stuff, comes out the other side, kind of green, and then it's crawling off toward the Parker farm. So that was kind of fun. But that was uh, Marvel 1872, a very enjoyable book. It took me probably a half an hour to read it. I think it was four issues. I don't remember who wrote it. Dugan, I believe, is the person's name. I don't remember who drew it. It was very well written. The art was very nice. It was a fun little book. And that is my episode for you today. Goodbye. See ya. All right, folks that's my other podcast if you enjoyed the episodes and you want to listen to more you can do just that for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash just another fanboy is a presentation of the steven or else podcast questions and comments can be directed to feedback at steven you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at or else I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes.